So it was so funny that we get to debrief this now because I realized like when we were talking, like after listening to the podcast myself, I'm like, I walked myself right into that hole about talking about green cards. And then you're like, so is it difficult to apply? Like, you know, when you're not married and I was like, okay, I could just lie right now, or I could just tell the truth and like, who cares? Yeah. It was funny. Cause then you posted that. And I had like quite a few people that like had just seen it and like messaged me and we're like you're married oh my gosh oh my god I feel so bad you should have told me to clip it out (laughs) no no but you know what it is kind of funny eventually I don't know maybe at our own wedding we'll be like p.s for anyone that you know hasn't been on the internet we are married (laughs) I'm sure most people know now I'm glad though it kind of was like a little weight lifted after I we ended that podcast I went up to Scott I was like I kind of just revealed that we were married like to most of the hockey world and some of the other people who decide to listen to the podcast. You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts. But I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day, while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Today is September First, which means that today is the day that the retreat goes live. You are officially able to buy tickets to this retreat at one o'clock p.m. Eastern time. The reason I set this time is so that I can put my baby into bed and it's go time. I am so excited. I already have a handful of girls that have communicated with me that are for sure booking the retreat. It's going to be so fun just even like talking about it with you guys and talking about it with the girls that are coming. It's just getting me so pumped up for this few days of fun and bonding and all of these activities exploring Nashville. If you have questions about the retreat, please feel free to DM me. There are three different packages available. So you can do a double package, a triple or a quad. So basically two per room, three per room or four per room. And the price for a double is $12.69, triple $11.49 and quad $10.99. It only costs $400 to reserve your spot. And I made a payment plan so that It's set into three different payments. So you'll pay another $400 in January and then the remainder a month and a half before the retreat. So you do not wanna miss this. There are limited spots available. It is possible that I may open up more spots depending on if the hotel will let me or not and depending on the numbers, but make sure to reserve your spot, reserve your opportunity to go because this weekend is going to be one for the books. Also, with it being September 1st, this is an exciting day because this is the day that my co-host Brittany joins me on Breaking the Ice for a few episodes. We're going to do about five episodes together, I believe, and we have a bunch of amazing guests lined up that I can't wait for you guys to hear. I know after you guys listen to Brittany's first episode that she did with me a long time ago. You guys already loved her, but you're going to love her even more just getting to know her here. She's going to be popping on 
the Instagram several times throughout this next month that we are spending together and it will be so great. So for those of you that have not listened to the episode or maybe needed a little recap, Brittany's husband, Scott, plays as a goalie for the New Jersey Devils. Brittany grew up in Canada playing hockey herself, which we talk about in this episode. I can hardly even stand up on skates. So watching hockey is just mind blowing that people can follow a tiny little object and also skate as amazingly as they do. It's a lot harder and I think we become kind of accustomed to it watching it all the time, but it is so hard, you guys. So I'm always amazed when a handful of people in this community grew up playing hockey. It's so awesome. Bernie also has two Bernie doodles. So we're a big doodle clan over here. And we chat about what it's been like with her getting a brand new puppy, adding a new puppy into the mix. And on the very first podcast I did with her, episode 24, she revealed that she was in fact married, which came to a surprise to many of her friends and family, which made me laugh. I was like, you should have told me to clip it out. That's the, the beauty of editing, you guys, that you don't see behind the scenes. Like, I feel like a lot of people are scared to come on a podcast because they feel like they have this, have to have this like perfect, you know, like rehearsed answers and sounds so perfect. But the beauty of editing is that you can take anything out. So whenever you listen to episodes out there, just know that there's lots of editing that goes on behind the scenes. And definitely for people that have mom brain like me, and sometimes I listen back and I think to myself, wow, I can't even finish a sentence without starting another one. So thank God for that. But we were able to get through this episode without any dogs barking and without any babies crying. So that in itself is a miracle. (laughs) And hopefully we can keep it up. So I hope you enjoy these series of episodes that Britt and I have together. We have some really great intros planned for you as well. So her and I are going to pop on for the intros together. And then we're going to have a guest on as usual. So Let us know what you think. Make sure to show Brittany some love as she pops onto Instagram and share these episodes to your stories so that we know that you're loving them and so that other people can find them too. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those that have listened to episodes in the past, you know that BetterHelp has come up several times from some of my guests. Living the lifestyle that we do, it is so beyond important to talk about our feelings. And I think that it would be very valuable to have like a third party listening ear to offer advice and insight into our lifestyle and situations. I think something for me that has kind of delayed my start into getting into therapy is that half of the year I'm living in a different country. So the coolest part about BetterHelp is it's customized online therapy and they offer video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see them on camera if you don't want to. And it's way more affordable than going to in-person therapy and you can start communicating with someone in less than 48 hours. So I'm excited to try out BetterHelp this hockey season. I think that people can only benefit from going to therapy and it probably can only improve the kind of experience you're going to have during the season. So if you're interested in signing up for BetterHelp, you can head to betterhelp.com forward slash breaking the ice. Officially today is the day that I have a co-host on temporarily Brittany, welcome back to Breaking the Ice. Thank you for having me, Devin. I am so excited to be back. And when you were doing, when you 
put out that you were looking for a co-host I like didn't want to jump the gun because I'm like you know like she could have someone else and then when you asked me I was like yes absolutely <laughs> well what's so funny is you when I asked that you were literally the first person that came to my mind mm-hmm. I Good. feel like when we talked hoping I was yeah like I feel like when we talked we just like instantly like we just had that like friendship chemistry you know what I mean when you like meet someone and you just like hit it off right away and I was like she would make such a good co-host because she's so down to earth and I just love your insight onto everything and I'm so excited to have you on and just hear your perspective and have another person asking the questions and yeah it's gonna be so much fun thank you my head like I'm not gonna be able to fit through doorways now just (laughs) (laughs) right anyway I was thinking too before we started recording I'm like hopefully we can make it through because between the two of us we have a baby and three doodles four doodles oh oh, wait no yeah well technically yes Charlie right yeah so one of my dogs is in Europe already and then I have the other one but actually you're right we have four doodles between the two of us us, (laughs) which I realized in our very first podcast episode because we've talked so much about our dogs over Instagram I don't think we brought them up one time well I'm sure they will be brought up in this episode because the little ones run in my life right now as I'm sure obviously you know with your human child so (laughs) I know I feel like people are going to be sick of us talking about our dogs by the end of our of our recordings with each other but you know what if you have a golden doodle you know either that or all the breeders are going to have an influx (laughs) exactly exactly so anyway how's it going being a dog mom times two um it's it's good I mean in some ways like we kind of knew that it would be back to square one which is really tough um obviously I'm not sure how far apart you guys got uh Deacon and Raina but um and of course I remember that because I'm a huge Nashville fan (laughs) um but anyways um we were in such a good routine with captain and he is just so chill. Like ask anyone and they will tell you like, this dog is not even a dog. Like he will literally eat his breakfast, go sleep on the bed all day, come out for food. If you like grab a toy, he'll interact, but he is like the chillest dog. So when we were like debating getting a second dog, um, I said to Scott, I was like, you know, this is going to be a huge wrench in our you know schedule and especially doing it in the off season where it just feels like you know it goes so quickly as it is um I was like do we want to take that on and then the house that we just bought kind of fell into our laps too so all of a sudden everything's happening at once Um, (laughs) but to be fair I will say like Bucky um is such a sweetheart. And I think having captain around, he really just wants to do what his older brother's doing. And yeah, he like, literally we've only had him for just over a week now and we're only taking him out once a night to go pee, which I read online is actually healthy for them. Anyways, it said, if it's a new puppy, you shouldn't, you know, obviously make them wait all night because during the day we take him out pretty much at least once every hour, mm-hmm. obviously if he sleeps, we can, you know, hopefully he's sleeping now so that we can just keep going with this. But um, if he sleeps, we'll push it as long as he sleeps. Yeah, he's he's great. Like really no complaints. We were tired for the first few days, but it's pretty, pretty normal now. So 
So whose idea was it to get another dog? Oh, mine. It was mine. <laughs> it was mine for the first dog as well. Um, so Scott actually, as a kid, um, had a little bit of like a run in with a dog. Like the dog didn't, um, you know, draw blood or anything, but when he was younger, um, a dog, a bigger dog ran into him and kind of pushed him over. So, and his family never had any animals growing up. They had three boys all in triple a hockey. So I think that was enough for them. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he just didn't really, when we first started dating, he was like, no, I'm not really a dog person. And I was like, all right, well, that could be the nail in your coffin or I could. convert." (laughs) (laughs) That is so, I don't remember, remember if we talked about this, but that literally sounds exactly like how it is over here because (laughs) Charlie's family, like never had animals growing up ever. And I remember like two years into our relationship, I was kind of getting that like itch to get a dog. And he was like, you know, I don't really see myself ever having a dog, like, sorry. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Cause I don't know if this is going to work out if we can't get a dog. Cause that's just, I need one. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, all right. And then like literally two weeks later, we got Deacon. And of course he just fell completely in love with him. And then about, I think it was like nine months later, he was like, we should get another dog for him, you know, to have like a friend. And I was the one that was like, eh, he's kind of a lot of work. I don't really know. And then, um, yeah, it totally disrupted our entire lives getting another dog at first. Like we, both of us were honestly like, what the heck did we just do? You know, you go through the whole thing again, but then she's like the most amazing dog and smartest dog I've ever had. So it's just such a blessing, but I remember like being in the thick of bringing another animal into the house. And it is just like, when you're used to how your first dog is, it's kind of a lot to handle. Totally. And I, we always kind of, or I always saw myself, um, getting another dog more like, I know everyone says this, but like, honestly, as like a buddy for captain, because I'm like, there's a lot of times where Scott leaves on a road trip and like, I try to entertain him and stuff, but I've always just thought I was like, it would be so nice for him to have just like a friend, obviously another dog for us to love. So I, we were kind of talking, um, because we're getting, well, we, we are married, which I revealed on the last episode of the podcast, but we're having our like wedding next summer. So I said to Scott right after that, we want to start trying to have kids. And I was like, look, if we don't get, <laughs> if we don't get um, a puppy this summer, next summer, we're going to be trying to have kids. So I don't want to get a puppy then. And I said, I really do not want to do puppies and babies at the same time. So no. I said, no. I right now I'm thinking I'd like to have three kids. So I'm like, we might have to wait till captain's like 11 before all of our kids are like toddlers. Right. So that they're not babies anymore. And even then, right. I'm like, that's the end of captain's life. Your kids are still going to be wild then. So I'm like, it just makes more sense. Let's just do it this year, you know, in a year from now, even like captain, I don't know about your dogs, but at the seven month mark, I remember because he was born in April And it was right around the time that I was um, just living at home while Scott was at camp. I believe he was playing for Buffalo that season. So I was at home and captain was around seven months then. And that was when I first started to like, let him out of his crate at night and didn't have to worry about anything. And it was almost just like this switch flipped. Like he was always great, but I just like 
totally at that seven month mark, he was fine. So yeah. I know it's a puppy phase for Bucky. Like he just turned two months the other day. It's just going to fly. So for sure. And like, I cannot imagine not having them for the hockey season. I feel like they're just such a crutch in like my mental health and like just having, even if I'm feeling stressed out, like I always find myself just like petting them and it always calms me down. So you guys also just moved into a new house. Like you guys just bought a house in Michigan, right? Yes. How's that going? It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, it was, um, am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it, was, it was a shit show. <laughs> That's not even bad. Shit's, shit's know, not a bad word. Yeah, shit show's not bad. Um, but, you know, it was, um, it kind of fell into our lap. So um, this past season in New Jersey, I think it was around March or something. Um, Scott's former billet mom who lives um, across the street from us here, she texted him and just said, Hey, um, one of our neighbors across the street is looking to sell. She's like, you know, I know you guys have been close to buying a house in the past. So she's like, she, she said, she honestly didn't expect us to kind of like bite on this, but she's like, I'm going to send you some photos. And like, if you guys are interested, obviously like we can go do like a tour and like FaceTime you guys in. Cause obviously we couldn't leave New Jersey. And, um, yeah. So she sent the photos of the house and normally I'm the one that like shoots it down. And we've like, Scott's been looking to buy a house even since before he started dating me, which was nearly five years ago. And then every summer since we were looking at like a lot of newer builds, but then a lot of them, they were so expensive, but there's like all these companies, like I'm sure it's the same where you guys live. And it just seems like they kind of throw them together, but because it's a new build, it's just so expensive. Mm-hmm. So the houses in this neighborhood, um, ours was built in 2000. So I'm sure they were all probably built around the same time. Um, they just have really good bones and, you know, they're big houses. We definitely right now do not need the space. Like we are, uh, masters on the first, uh, floor of our house. So (laughs) we do not go upstairs for anything. Um, we barely go downstairs just because it's just our smaller TV down there. And it's just pretty much empty. Um, but this first floor is kind of where we're living, but when the opportunity arose, it was just way too good to pass up. Um, it was a 80 year old woman and her husband was, I think 14 years older than she was. So he had passed away, um, a few years ago, but he was an engineer who worked with an architect to kind of just like put like little individual touches on the home. And, um, she obviously took amazing care of it. Like it was like, she didn't even live here. Right. So yeah, we just fell into it. She didn't put it on the market. So we got a steal for it, which is crazy considering we're both from Toronto and the greater Toronto area where little tiny crappy bungalows are going for over a million right now. Mm -hmm. And we got our place for like, I'll just say a couple of hundred thousand less than that. And you could fit those houses in our house probably three times. So yeah. Yeah. So we really lucked out and um, yeah. So now we're just kind of living on this one floor and then in the season, we'll probably go back to living in a one bedroom, but um, (laughs) right. That's always such an adjustment. Yeah. (laughs) What are you guys going to do during the hockey season? Are you just going to leave it? Are you going to rent it out? Oh, we, we would love to rent it out, but like, we we're just so not sure. Like the problem with the house is there's a 
few quirks that like need to be fixed and we're kind of running out of time. Like our shower feels like you're showering in the depths of like hell. Like it is, <laughs> we cannot figure, Scott's like taking it apart. His dad's really handy. He's like FaceTimed his dad and like this shower, it scalds you. So like my first thought was, I was like, <laughs> how did this 80 year old woman shower? Like your skin is so frail, right? Like it's <laughs> our 20, you know, something year old skin. So like so, the temperature doesn't it go just, down. Yeah, there's some sort of disconnect. So we've kind of fixed it, but we need to get someone in to look at that. We have a little bit of water damage in the basement, which kind of contributes to the shit show because since she wasn't um, going to market with it and we did get a good deal, she kind of just said like, we had no idea, but I guess she owed a lot of money. And so she was only pretty much getting half of what we were paying her because the rest went to, you know, cover her debts. So she just kind of said, she's like, yeah, um, I'm not going to take care of the water damage. And like in the contract, like it just wasn't really covered. So we kind of, we did get screwed a little bit there, but honestly, when we think about it, we're like, if it went to market, we would have been paying easily a hundred grand more than we would have got. So like it estimated like five grand in water damage. We're like, we'll take the loss. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's exciting. And so when does your are you guys going back to New Jersey next year? We are. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling just in my gut, just with how, you know, the expansion draft and there's a lot of like goalie holes in the market. I don't know. I just, I have a feeling that we could get traded. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I know back on the carousel. So um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to New Jersey. He's going to go to New Jersey, but until like we have, you know, the word to get a place or whatever. I'm just going to stay here with the dogs. Um, so yeah, he's, he's going to go, but I don't know. I don't want to say the T word, but I I think it could happen. (laughs) So will you explain to me, like, I don't really know much about like the draft, I guess, like, what is the expansion draft? Like, what does that mean? So like this with like the new Seattle team coming in? Yes. Yeah. So pretty much with that, like, I think that's the 32nd team. Now there was 31 teams before this. So this is the 32nd team in the NHL. So it's pretty much the exact same as Vegas. Every team had like players that they could protect, but then they have to expose, I don't know the exact numbers, but they have to expose a certain amount of guys that the new Seattle team could come and take. So Mm -hmm. Seattle would take, I don't know, you know, they obviously need two goalies. They need a third goalie. They probably took a fourth goalie, I'm sure as well. Um, And then they take a certain amount of forwards and a certain amount of defense. So it just depends on who, like which teams want to protect who and um, who they want to expose. So Scott was signed and he's not the starter. So we knew that when Jersey signed us, he was going to be exposed. So there was, there could have been a chance that he went to Seattle, but he was like, honestly, there's so many more guys with more experience than me. So, you know, I would have loved going to Seattle because I have a huge Grey's Anatomy fan and Starbucks, obviously the coffee, the water, um, Plus it's just South of BC, obviously, and BC is gorgeous, um, in Canada, but, um, yeah. Uh, so that's how it went and he wasn't selected. So as of right now, we're going to New Jersey. <laughs> so like when you say that he could get traded and I don't know if you like, even want yeah. me to put this part in, I'm just like curious. So do you mean like he could get traded to Seattle or he could get traded anywhere at this point anywhere. because he's not protected? 
anywhere. So yeah, so the draft's over. So like, it's not, they don't have protected players or whatever anymore, but just because he is uh, an unrestricted free agent, I think that's, it's UFA. I'm going to mm-hmm. assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, UFA, um, another team, if they need a goalie could take him. And it's just, it's really obviously with the goalie position, I find there's not a lot of jobs. So it's just kind of like, if a hole opens up, it's kind of like, who are you, who are you looking at? So I I wouldn't, I wouldn't even begin to know with the players, obviously there's just so many more you can choose from, but with goalies, it's kind of like, well, yeah, there's, there's a few of them that are exposed and he had a good season last year. So on, on, you know, a team that was kind of struggling. So we'll see. I, if he is traded, I just, always in my heart I'm like please just send us somewhere warm but yeah (laughs) exactly you're like please anything but like a freezing winter for like months on end anything like that's why you know we're both from Canada and we live in the states and I'm like oh there's Bucky (laughs) that startled me I was like what was that dog mom life yeah he's saying hi and for those listening if you've not listened to Brittany's first episode on my podcast it was if you go onto Apple podcasts, it's now episode 24. It's called being the new kid. And she talks about being traded often and always being that new person on the team. And she just talks about a lot of different ways that you can kind of navigate that situation as well as being a goalie wife, which I'm sure we will dive into on other episodes because there's a lot of goalie wives on here. And I feel like it's just a whole different element of this hockey life because that I feel like if you're not dating or married to a goalie like you just don't really know like the pressure and stress that comes with it it's a little bit different because there's only like one or two goalies when there's so many more of the other positions so I'm excited to learn more about that because it's something that feels a little bit like stranger to me because I'm I feel like I've gathered information from it just by talking to you but it'll be fun to hear more about it as we go on Yes, for sure. I know it's, it is crazy. Like I've kind of, um, you know, every team that we've been on, it's, it's really handy if, you know, you and the other goalie or, you know, multiple, um, if there are two or three goalies, um, just kind of connect because you just automatically, you both obviously kind of know that thing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a totally different aspect. Like I didn't have any idea before I started dating Scott, you know, I think I said in the other episode, like if a team lost by multiple goals, I would just assume, and I grew up playing hockey, but I would just be like, Oh wow. The goalie wasn't having a hot night at all. But then if you look at Scott's last season, there were some games where it would be like, you know, three, nothing, three to one, whatever. And he would be doing interviews after the game because he had such a good game. Like he Mm -hmm. was actually the star of the game, even though they, so it's just, yeah, it's, it's totally now it's funny. Like even, you know, my dad's a huge hockey net as well. And he's just like, this goalie thing is just crazy. So I (laughs) thought like, whatever, if our kids are into sports, like, I don't care what they want to do, but I was like, the one thing they cannot be is a hockey goalie. I will not stand by that. Well, good luck with that. Cause they're going to see their dad down there on the ice and be like, I want to be just like him. Like put me in that gear and get me going. I'm going to be like, don't you want to just take shots on your dad? Like be a forward. Like I was. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. That's amazing that you played hockey. I can hardly stand up in skates. Like it's embarrassing. 
it's so funny because I feel like on most of the teams I'm on, it's an even split, right? There's so many girls where they're like, yeah, like my husband and I met because we were both into hockey. And then there's some of them are like, I've never, I don't even own a pair of skates. Like, <laughs> Oh no, that's me. Yeah. I do not own a pair of skates. And if you try to get me on it, I'm like an ankle bender. Like my, my ankles just like go inward and I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. Like I've done this for five minutes. I'm getting off and I will watch everyone else do this. Yeah, for sure. You're like, I respect it, but not for me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny too, because when you start doing that, like when you actually go on the ice, like for family skate days or whatever, you're like, how, like, just from my perspective, how the hell are people playing a game, watching a tiny puck go all around and also skating and like maneuvering and skating backwards. And like, it's just, it's mind blowing when you think about it. It is for sure. Like it's one of those, you know, rare sports where it is, it's expensive for kids to get into. And you know, it's, it's not, you can't, it's not like soccer. You can't just kick a ball. You can't just like shoot a basketball through a hoop. Right. It's like a totally different skill set. It's like only if someone has given you a pair of skates or, you know, you've bought them yourself would you know how to do it? Right. (laughs) No. And growing up in California for me, like no one played hockey. So when I met Charlie, I was like, I like never been to a hockey game. It was just, it took me a really long time to figure out how everything worked. And I probably sounded so like silly to him just being like, okay, so what does this mean? And sometimes I still ask him stuff and like, he's, he's pretty patient at like explaining it to me, but there's so many moving parts and it's funny now just being on the other side of it because I feel like I decently can like explain the game to people, but so many like of our family friends, like they just want to like connect with him and they'll like ask a bunch of questions, but like in my head, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this just sounds like so ridiculous once you know, like how, like, okay, so does he want to play in the NHL? And I'm like, okay, it's not like you can't just like snap your fingers and play. Yeah, exactly. It really is. It really is just like any other job, right? It's like, you don't, it's, it's not like you're just like, oh yeah, I want to play. And then you can just do it. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Oh, so does he like apply to these teams? I'm like, absolutely not. But you know apply. what? It's really cute that you asked. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't do that. <laughs> so I am honored that you shared with me on our last episode that you got married. That was like your little marriage announcement. I feel like your wedding was supposed to be like last summer, right? Like you, you hadn't had planned it, but you guys like were kind of in the early stages of it. And then you're like, let's just go get married. Right. Well, fortunately, um, so he proposed in August of 2019. Fortunately, I just kind of had it in my head. I was like, you know what? I want to enjoy the wedding process. Like I'm still young. Um, so let's just do a two-year engagement. So we actually never planned on getting married in 2020. It was always going to be 2021 to give myself two years to plan it, um, just so that we could like enjoy it and whatever. So then, um, with the pandemic, obviously it was funny because we got married like three days before the hockey leagues were shut down due to the pandemic. That's but right. Okay. Yeah. And we just, we had it scheduled for that time anyway, because we wanted to get the ball rolling on our green card since we're both Canadians. Um, and yeah, so we just, we went to this like courthouse. We had um, actually our landlady from when we were with Rochester, who's Buffalo's AHL team, um, who's become like our 
third mom. Um, <laughs> she was our one witness because she was close in proximity to where we were. And yeah, we went out and we literally went to a taco place afterwards. Like we just, I was like, I want to keep this so low key. And it was funny because Scott and I had talked about it and we're like, do we want to tell people? Do we not? So our kind of like approach was just like, let's tell close friends, obviously family knew. Um, and, yeah. and Devin on her podcast. Uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> so it was so funny that we get to debrief this now because I realized like when we were talking, like after listening to the podcast myself, I'm like, I walked myself right into that hole about talking about green cards, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, so is it um, difficult to apply? Like, you know, when you're not married and I was like, okay, I could just lie right now. Or I could just like tell the truth and like, who cares? And um, yeah, it was funny. Cause then you posted that. And I had like quite a few people that like had just seen it and like messaged me and were like, you're married. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. I feel so bad. You should have told me to just flip it out. <laughs> no, no. But you know what? It is kind of funny. My friends are kind of, like, they were talking to me about, they're like, it is kind of funny because I feel like since you never said anything about it, it's still just a little bit of a mystery. Like people are probably like, what happened there? Like what's going on? So eventually, I don't know, maybe at our own wedding, we'll be like, PS, like for anyone that, you know, hasn't been on the internet, we are married. <laughs> but I'm sure most people know now. So yeah, it was, uh, I'm glad though. It kind of was like a little weight lifted because before we were being so selective. And then after I, we ended that podcast, I went up to Scott and I was like, I kind of just revealed that we were married, like to most of the hockey world and some of the other people who decide to listen to the podcast. So that's so funny. Uh, Yeah. I feel like this year, like just with the pandemic and everything, it's whatever way that you look at it. Like I feel bad for so my sister, she had a son that was graduating from high school and like, he couldn't have a graduation and like it affected like all of those kids going to college and like getting that experience because so many of the colleges started doing like uh, virtual classes instead of like in-person classes. So it's like, they lack that. And then it's like, I feel bad for everyone that was planning a wedding or having a baby. It was just such a tough year, but I'm glad that you guys just were able to like go get married so that you don't have to feel that anticipation. Cause I think a lot of people that actually had like a set wedding planned, they have to keep pushing it off with that in the back of their mind. Like, will I have to postpone this again? Right. No, my cousin, literally, she, um, she just got married the other day. She's 35 and there she's, they've had to push their wedding, I think twice because of the pandemic. So then a few weeks ago, um, my dad was just like, yeah, your cousin's getting married. Like the, it was just our grandma and like their immediate parents, um, that were invited just because they're like, we don't want to make it a big thing. Cause then obviously in Canada, you can't right now. It's still like very small numbers, Um, so yeah, so she's like, we're going to do, you know, a party and stuff, but you do, you're just, your heart goes out to them because I know obviously she's elated. Like it feels so good to finally be married, but then you just see like the sacrifices that people are making just to be married. And it is so even I can't even like, I'm sure you've probably talked to so many as well. So many girls in the hockey community, whether same thing for green cards, or they just want to be married so many people that I know in the hockey community have gotten married this past year that are still planning a wedding. Cause they're just like, well, it makes it easier for me, you know, to go wherever my significant other is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so many people do that. Just like not even during COVID, like I yeah. feel just to, 
gosh, I don't know. It's like, are we going to get, you know, cuffed up for talking about green cards and getting married for green cards? But like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the immigration police tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I think it's not like people are just, let's get married just to get a green card. It's like, that's obviously a plan in the future to get yeah. married, but it like definitely helps the situation. Cause it's like, well, why not? We're doing it anyways. Might as well just do it and then plan a wedding later. So, so many people do that and they don't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are now planning your wedding and you are like doing your own wedding planning, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Like I always cannot believe people that do that because it's so much work and so many tiny, tiny details. So when is your new wedding date? It is July 16th of next year. And Oh my goodness. I, we have had so many road bumps and I'm actually so proud of myself because I have not cried once during this wedding planning process yet. <laughs> I it's funny. Cause I grew up, uh, my best friend and I, like every Friday we'd watch, like say yes to the dress on TLC. Like we were like 14, right. We're like, Oh, like, I don't like that dress, whatever. So I always, and I've always been like such romantics. Like all my friends are like, Britt, you're going to have this like big, like princess wedding. And I, but the biggest thing for me was just like, I think because of the pandemic as well, I just want like everyone that we know and love to be in the same room. And if that can happen, that's like my, you know, all time. It's not even the bare minimum. That's my like maximum. Like that would be mm-hmm. incredible. So throughout the process, I feel like, you know, all these like rom-coms and stuff, they just show brides going crazy. And it obviously (laughs) happens in real life too. And I was like, you know what, for how much time and money you put into these things, why should you not enjoy the planning process? So I really try and like make sure I'm set. I'll usually have like a coffee or a tea, sometimes a glass of wine. And whenever I get those like vendor rejections, if like, you know, they're already booked or whatever, I just kind of like take a deep breath and I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm not going to cry. But yeah, so it was, um, our original wedding date was June 25th of next year. And I was really excited because obviously the North America, most, I'm not sure about all leagues, but most North American leagues, their, um, playoffs can go right into the end of June. Mm -hmm. Um, so then you've got me, I'm like Googling, I'm like, perchance, if Scott is on the Stanley cup winning team in 2022, (laughs) what is the latest? And I think it was St. Louis a few years ago, they went to like June 18th. So I'm like, okay, kind of a little close. Yes, we are. But I'm like, the odds of that happening are like, pretty rare and like it would be insane if that happened we're not with Tampa anymore so yeah I'm like we could probably do that so we ended up reserving it um we put down you know the deposit that we needed to do it and um it was really you know nice I got to go with my mom um to look at venues because Scott was in the bubble for the playoffs uh when he was with Tampa that year so we were all just getting really excited about it and then I think it might've been like a few weeks after I was on your podcast for the first time my wedding, like she's like the day of coordinator, like the one that I work with at the venue. Oh, that's good. You have that because that'll help you so much. Like it'll help your stress so much the day of. Yeah. And like, if they didn't like give you one with, you know, your deposit, I would have 100% because like, I'm way too much of a perfectionist. Like I can plan everything way up until the day, but I can't be obviously worrying about all that stuff. For sure. Like coordinating, like the chairs, like you don't want to be thinking about all that. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was, uh, messaging with her and, um, all of a sudden, like she tried to call me and Scott and I were actually, this was when we were quarantining, I think still from Tampa. So it would have been like literally right around the time that you and I recorded that first podcast. And, um, she's, she left me a voicemail and she said, Hey Britt, um, give me a call back when you get a chance, like, um, as soon as you can. Right. So it was very, normally we're very like joking around, everything's lighthearted, but it was very, um, just kind of like ominous. I was like, Ooh, like this doesn't sound good. And Scott like looks at me and he's like, I guarantee we just got, we're, we're double booked. And I was like, no, that stuff only happens in the movies. Like what are the odds our wedding would get double booked? Yeah. <laughs> then she, um, I called her and she answered and like props to her, like right from the get-go, she's like, I'm going to be super transparent with you. She's like with so many couples pushing their weddings from, um, 2020 and 2021 into your year of 2022. She said, we actually, something with the computer happened and another couple booked the venue way back in 2019. So like a year before we did. So she's like, you're not like, not like you're shit out of luck, but she's like, we've got a few, luckily they had a few different options. So she's like, we have a May 14th date we're like, okay, well, we can't swing that with hockey. If he's mm-hmm. in the playoffs, she said there's June 25th at our sister venue. And I was like, okay, I haven't even been to your sister venue. So no. Yeah. And like, you um, have it in your head that you want to be yeah, married like, at this place. Yeah, exactly. So, and then she said, we actually have a few weeks later on July 16th. So thank goodness they had that date available. Um, and thank goodness we didn't have any vendors booked at that time, but it was still kind of like, obviously heart crushing. Cause I, re- I loved that June 25th date. Um, but yeah, so we ended up scooping up that July 16th and then this leads into our next road bump. A few weeks ago, I asked all my bridesmaids, um, or all my friends to be my bridesmaids. And there was only one girl who it was going to be a surprise for like the rest of them. They just like knew or they had just like straight up asked me like just like the balls on them right like they just knew um <laughs> you're like ooh, but, awkward actually no <laughs> yeah and I mean obviously like they're so close to me that like I feel like you wouldn't ask if you didn't already no know. for sure I mean there are some interesting people out oh, there that sometimes sure. yeah but anyway um, yeah no I get what you're saying Yeah. So one of my bridesmaids, um, she was the one that it was going to be a surprise for. So I sent them all, um, like their gifts in the mail since I couldn't be with them. Um, and then I got them to like, all just like take a recording of themselves opening it. Um, and so the other girls obviously knew what it was, uh, or they didn't know the gift, but they knew what was coming. But she, like, I was just kind of like, that's just a little something like, just take a video of yourself opening it. So I'm sure she knew it was like something along, you know, very significant, um, thing. But anyway, so she sends me the video. She's like, Oh my gosh, yes. Like, I'm so excited. And then, so she texts me and she's like, before we get into like the details, she's like, what's the date of your wedding? And I was like, Oh, uh, July 16th of next year. And all of a sudden, like, I just get like floods of like crying emojis. All I see is like, Oh my God, Brit. And I'm like, her brother is getting married on the exact same day that we are next. No, <laughs> so I just I, have the chills. <laughs> yeah. So I, like I said to Scott, I was like, what are the odds a, that it would be the same day, which like 
fair. I said to Scott, they're already calling. Like I've seen this in the news next year is like the start of the wedding boom, right? Cause they're predicting, obviously it'll probably be the first semi normal year. Um, but what are the odds that it would be like the one person that like Trump's standing in your friend's wedding? Like, of course she's has to go to her brother's wedding. So, right. Oh, that's uh, such a bummer, but so totally I, understandable. Yeah. So I almost cried there that like, that was very bittersweet. And I like looked at Scott and I like, I gave all my bridesmaids like a really nice Tiffany bracelet, which like was actually the first piece of jewelry that Scott ever got me. So it had significance. And I got our wedding date, like engraved on the back of it. Oh, that's um, so sweet. She's like, Oh my gosh, like I can send you the bracelet back. And I was like, no, like keep the bracelet. I'm not going to like give it to like, that would be tacky to give it to somebody else. But actually I ended up, um, my brother's already standing on my side for the wedding. So I actually have like a best guy friend from high school. Um, so I actually ended up asking him to stand on my side as well. So I'm going to have a few boys stand on my side. Cause I was thinking about other girls that I could ask. And obviously I do have a lot of girls that I'm close to, but I was like, honestly, like traditions out the window, I feel like these days anyways, and I'm really close with this guy. So I'm, I'm excited that, uh, I'll have a few girls and a few guys on my side. Yeah. And am I far off or is Scott having a girl on his side too? he's having a best woman. Okay. That is so cute. They, yeah, they, um, went to high school briefly before he came to Michigan here, um, where he played his OHL, um, for the Plymouth Whalers. Um, and, but they just stayed close the whole time. And there was never any, like, she was kind of just like the sister that he never had. Yeah. Yeah. She, her and I hit it off instantly. Um, and yeah, she's, she's awesome. She, her and her husband live in Ohio. Um, they also have a dog as well. So they've, because, you know, unfortunately our Canadian friends haven't been able to come see us and vice versa. Um, our friends in Ohio, they're only, you know, two hours away from us here in Michigan. So they've visited a few times this summer and, um, yeah, no, I, I love her. So I said to Scott, I was like, that's amazing. Cause he again has so many guys that he's close to, but he's like the one who, you know, he's always talking to is his best friend, Sabrina. So it's, it's awesome. I, if he didn't have her on his side, I was going to have her on my side. So one way or the other, she was going to be in it. <laughs> oh, I love that. And yeah, actually, now that I think of it, I remember cause you messaged me and you were saying that when I was like announcing the retreat dates and everything, you're like, Oh, that's like a few weeks before my wedding. Like, I hope I can come, but now yeah. I'm like, Hmm, maybe this is far enough that it wouldn't stress you out to go on a little you know, pre-trip and celebrate and have some fun. So hopefully we can meet in person for that. I hands down, I am like making it work. I'm cause May is always so iffy too. Cause I'm like, if Scott's in the playoffs, but I'm like, regardless of where I have to fly from, if it's Michigan or if it's whatever team he's with, I will be there because I actually haven't even been to Nashville myself and I'm a huge country music fan. So like, regardless, like I am, I'm coming. Yay. <laughs> oh my God. We have to now, you know, like being co-host for a few episodes. So yeah. Oh yeah. You have to, we have to meet in person. Otherwise it's just like, not going to feel right. Yeah. It's just like a long distance, like computer relationship. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, I'm kind of working on like, I'm first of all, I'm literally so bad at math. It's just embarrassing. So, and like with Charlie being gone and like, he's so busy and we're in like completely different time zones. Right. I need him to like, I need him to look over my work and make sure I'm not charging like 
I'm not going to lose money here <laughs> because that would happen to me. I'd be like, okay, everybody pay me $200 for this entire week. You'd be like, um, that's absolutely wrong. So that sounds like the price for like a room for a night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want it to be like really affordable for everyone because I don't want people to see the price and freak out. But then I'm again, I exact same spot with my bachelorette actually like literally yeah more yeah because you're like I want people to come like I don't want people to be like um that's so expensive but at the same time it's like I feel like for me I base all of my trips around food and like drinks and I want it to be fun and like going to cute spots and like adding elements of like connection and bonding and and like activities and games but also leaving enough room for people to kind of like do their own thing if they want. Like if someone wants to go lay by the pool for three hours, there's room to do that. So I think it'll be really, really fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Honeymoon and bachelorette and this Nashville trip. I'm just not even going to be around next summer. (laughs) No, you're just going to be a little busy traveling bee. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with it. My mom, my mom will love that she gets to have like, you know, two dogs for like the whole summer. (laughs) (laughs) Will she actually, or will she be like, Oh, oh, love love. I mean, obviously Bucky will be trained. Like, I don't think she could do this now, but yeah, once, once they're perfect, she loves them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that'll be nice because you guys, like, obviously after you get married, you just said that you want to start trying to start a family and it'll be like one little last hurrah, like the summer before to like travel and do what you want to do. And, um, also where are you having your bachelorette? Um, I have to like relook at it. Cause I was thinking Napa at first, but like the same thing, it's like, you have to fly into whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, cause you're a Cali girl. So yeah, like anyway, San Fran actually, or Oakland. Yeah. I should actually pick your brain about it some other time. But my one friend said San Diego was a really like easy place to do it because it's just like, there's more things that are closer. You can fly right into that airport. Whereas like Napa is like kind of tougher. And I wanted to like rent like a nice Airbnb with like a pool instead of like hoteling it. But she's like, dude, if we did that in Napa, like that's going to be like expensive. Yeah. Um, well, that's funny that you say that because the other place I was going to have the retreat was Napa, but it was like getting <laughs> crazy expensive. I was like, okay, like I can't be asking people to pay like three grand for like three days. <laughs> like this is crazy. Yeah. One of Scott's friends who like is just kind of, I think he's like firefighting and doing something else. He's looking at having his bachelor party in somewhere in the States. I forget where, maybe California somewhere or BC and both options are like three grand. And I was like, are you kidding me, man? Like, I'm like, I'm trying to keep my, but even like a thousand dollars seems like a lot of money to me. And I kind of try and like really think about my bridesmaids too, because obviously they're all my friends and they know that I'm not like this, but in the back of my head, I'm like, they know obviously that Scott and I are in a different place financially. And I don't want them to like, be like, Oh, like Brit's on her high horse. Cause like, she can't afford this. And I'm like, no man, like I'm trying to keep this, like, you know what I mean? And they never yeah. keep that, but it's just another like line of it where I'm trying to keep things so affordable. So, <laughs> well, for sure. And I feel like the thing is like, if you're in someone's wedding too, like it's expensive, like you have to get a dress, you have to get your hair and makeup done, your nails yeah. done. You have to pay to go there, pay to yeah. stay there. So it's like, it adds up. But yeah. then again, like that's kind of like the role you take when you, yeah. when when you, you agree expect. to be in someone's wedding. Yeah. And I have to remember too, like my friends are at the age too. Like all of us are out of school now, all my bridesmaids. So I'm like, they're all working full time. And like two of my friends, um, my two friends from Ottawa who I lived with, 
they're like, Britt, like we actually want to come a few days early just to kind of like vacation in California. So they're like, if we're flying internationally, we want to make the most of those plane tickets, right? Because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, like people are actually like starting to budget for this too, which is nice because like in my head, I'm like, oh, we're all still students. But I'm like, no, that's a few years ago now. Like, you know, as long as, and obviously I've been very upfront with them. I'm like, you know, tell me, you know, if you guys are uncomfortable with whatever, like, so I'm just starting like the spreadsheet now of looking at things, but yeah, like we should definitely pick each other's brains. Cause I'm in the exact same spot with my bachelorette. I'm like, Oh, I just want to have fun. And for it to be like nice, but just completely, um, you know, not break the bank here. For and sure. I'm, like I'm getting probably my bridesmaids dresses from Lulu's because I, that's where I got mine. Yeah. And their dresses, every single wedding, I think I've worn like a Lulu's dress, like as a wedding guest, because they're so comfortable. They're such good material. And they're like a hundred bucks a dress. Mm-hmm. So I'm like that, like I saw that the average price for bridesmaids dresses was like between two fifty to four fifty. No way. Come on. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'll save the money there. Um, I'm going to pay for their <sighs> hair and makeup as well. So I'm trying to do like little things where hopefully the bachelorette will be like, it, it, you know, it won't be like huge. Like, so I'm like, I would rather save the money on like little things like that. And then maybe we can have more fun on the bachelorette. So that is insane. <laughs> I just feel like, no, like, sorry if, I mean, I know everybody's in different, like, financial positions yeah. but like if someone asked me to buy a $400 bridesmaids dress like I can't afford to do that yeah. that's just insane no and I feel like there are a lot of people like that where they're just kind of like oh it's my wedding and to be fair okay it is your wedding but at the same time like it, if that's the case like if that's all you're giving like please like do not give me like a wedding gift right like it's just like you think about all the things mm-hmm. especially girls like it's just I would when I saw like the price that I'm paying for, cause I'm going to cover all my bridesmaids hair and makeup, which is great. My mom's going to get it too. And Scott's mom. So we're all going to get pampered together. I was so relieved that actually I asked my friend will to stand on my side. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just saved a whole, like over $300 <laughs> there on a person because exactly. hair and makeup. That's so funny. That'll be so fun to have like just a guy and a girl yeah. on each side. That's super cute. Yeah. And I, I'm going to have, it was always the plan to have my brother, Adam walk captain down the aisle, but now I said, well, I can have Will walk Bucky down the aisle. So it'll be really cute. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Uh, well, seriously, look at us like an hour just flew by. I feel like wild. it's just wild. Like I could talk to you all day long for those listening. We're still going to be doing like little pre-segments and it'll be just Britt and I doing that. And then we will bring a guest on per usual. So I'm just super excited and I know we're going to have so much fun. So thank you for being here. You are welcome. I'm, I'm honestly like amazed that we got through that. There was like no loud barks, both the dogs were <laughs> sleeping. We're smooth sailing, baby. <laughs> I know. Look at us. We're, we're on a roll and we're just going to keep rolling. <laughs>